Hey everyone, welcome back to the Contextual Insurgent Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Smith, and I'm joined, as usual, by Tech Bro Tito. So it's about nine, ten days after the election, and overall, uh, it's a mixed bag, but people are, I would say, if you're on the right, you're somewhat disappointed. Um, DeSantis performed extremely well, and Florida was a sweep, and Lee Zeldin and held it pretty closely within in New York and picked up some seats there, but the rest of the country was fairly mixed or, you know, they're definitely an underperformance. I know California actually picked up some house seats there too. They did a good job, especially the SoCal people, um, turning out some good voters and candidates. Um, yeah, so you know, there's a lot of debate going on around what happened and what what the you know where things need to change and what the improvement is, um, and we'll get to that in a bit. One of the interesting things for me is I was actually a troubleshooter for Maricopa County in this last election. I spent two weeks working the polls for them. Um, just a temp employee, just like the rest of the poll workers, but I had three different uh, polling sites that I had to keep tabs on and basically a troubleshooter I'm like the was like the first point of contact between the county and the actual voting centers and so, uh, anything that breaks well, basically no, wait, go let ahead me, jump let me in stop you there so normal normal poll person works three three different positions yeah so well, there's a, there's several different positions oh the normal poll worker works three different three different places no no they don't i actually worked three cuz that was part of it i'm kind of over everything because you have like the poll workers that normally work one different site. Okay. But I'm a troubleshooter. I was a troubleshooter, which is, you know, kind of the, not a, you know, full-time county employee or anything. Just like a temp like everyone else. But my job is to jump in there. Someone who has experience working polls jumps in there. And, and I do a lot of just basically drive a lot of extra training and some extra gear. And I show up and I basically make sure... I kind of rotate amongst my sites. Whoever needs the most, whoever's having the most problems, I jump in there and see what I can do to help so them out. So it's more supervisory yeah. role. Kind of a supervisory role. I'm a little hesitant to say that because it doesn't actually call it a supervisory position, um, but it is in practice something of a of a soft supervisory role. Because if there's any issues, they're supposed to call me um, as their first point of contact. But I can't actually order people around so much. So. So it's, it's really kind of like that. Does yes. this mean you are, st- are are one to blame for election going wrong in Maricopa yes, County? Yes, it's my fault. No, actually not. I wish I I, I was definitely because um, I had three different sites and I got to see a lot of things go wrong. So it allowed me to really see because yeah, as you can imagine, um, is extremely frustrating because you know I'm running around basically part of being if you're a troubleshooter and you're shooting problems. You're not going to stay at the site that's working most adequately. You're going to go jump in the car and drive over to the one that's having issues. So basically my entire day was, of the three sites I had to deal with, I was in the middle of the ones that were having the most problems. So it was it was definitely kind of a um, turbo nightmare. You know, it wasn't anything that my people were doing. And I, you know, I... I, I acted like a supervisor in a sense of you know someone who has more experience with a lot of this stuff and i treated them kind of like they were subordinates and that i didn't treat them in that way i thought of them that way in the sense of servant leadership like i felt responsible for them 
um, if they were having a bad experience trying to get in there and fix it. And if, if a voter got angry at them, I definitely took it personally in, in that sort of way. Because that's how, you know, my maritime background stuff, I'm used to acting at it. But no, anyway, no, it was, it was, it was pretty wild. I mean, we're going to talk about some of the other stuff that happened and went wrong. Um, elections in general, but I want to just kind of run over what happened with my experience. So I spent like two weeks working the polls and we're doing the early voting and, you know, picking people come in and drop off their mail-in ballots. So there isn't any problem because if you come in in person, early voting in Arizona, you show up, you check in on the site book, which is the electronic thing that scans your driver's license. It's a book and you get your ID checked and it's pretty smoothly. Then they print up a ballot for you. You go in there and you fill out your ballot and you put it in an affidavit envelope, which is a white envelope and you sign it and you date it and you drop it in the box. And then all that stuff goes downtown, and they start tabulating that stuff, um, the early voting stuff. Um, but it's not something we tabulate on site, so you don't see. And the, the tabulators they have downtown are much bigger, faster systems. Um, and they're apparently a little bit better at um, dealing, with, uh, um, dealing with ballots that aren't printed properly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, so we do that, you know, that's in the lead up and on election day, we actually bring out the tabulators and we actually put them up the night before. Those are the machines that you run your ballot through and it scans your ballot and does the count, you know, it actually counts it and it puts it in the little data card, memory card, and that goes downtown at the end of the night. Well, the way they have the system here in Arizona, at least in Maricopa, is they have print ballots on demand. It's a print it's a print on demand system because you can vote in any any vote center in Maricopa. Most normal people are used to going to a specific precinct and you have to vote there. In Maricopa you can vote at any precinct you want. So because of that, there's literally like thousand different potential configurations. Because if you're from one city and you're voting if you're from Mesa and you, you you want to drive over to the other side of Maricopa and vote at a different maybe you work on the other side of the county um, and you take time off at lunch to go vote. Well, it has to print out a ballot that has your races back in your home city, you know, Mesa. Okay. If you're like in Surprise and you're in Surprise and you're voting in Surprise, you know, you're not going to vote in the Surprise Mayor race. You're going to vote in the Mesa race. So it's got to print up one. It looks at your information. And then it prints up a ballot specifically for you. Okay. And what that does is that allows you to go anywhere in the county and vote at any vote center. And it will print up a custom ballot for you. Which is, it's a kind of a cool, like it's a cool idea. I have to give them that. It's a neat, it's, it is a neat idea. Uh, and it's very convenient because you're not like, fuck, I gotta, I'm here. Why can't I vote here? I gotta drive 40 minutes the other way, you know, to vote somewhere else. So that does save that problem. You know, you can vote anywhere. On paper, it's very convenient. Um, but it does have the issue of you've got to print these fucking ballots. You know, these ballots have to reprint it. And the tabulators are very, very... The, ta the on-site field tabulators, which are from Dominion, um, are very, very picky. Like, during the primary, we had the ballot smearing issue where people were filling in their ballots, and they were actually using the markers, like the pintail markers, and they tried to blame it on the pens. And, like, the, the people were bringing, like, regular ballpoint pens. It was not the ballpoint pens. It was the it was the markers. It was the Pentel markers, and they were smearing. So they changed that to papermate markers. And the papermate markers, I have to give them credit this time. The papermate markers, the ones they replaced them with, these worked great. Um, and the actual ballots that we had, they printed fine 
during the um, during the primary, we didn't have any printing issues. But this time, they weren't printing fully. They, they apparently they, the the ballot on demand printer has to print. Getting weirdly technical because this shit is kind of technical. The printers have to heat up the paper to a certain temperature. It's like a thick ballot paper. It has to heat it up. It's a thermal printer. So it's got to heat it up and then like print the stuff on there. And it, it has to be set like heavy. And apparently it was set on medium. Which means it wasn't printing fully like it would come out. Some of the printer paper would come out. And it would be kind of... You couldn't even read the races. And there's marks. There's index marks on the side of the ballot called timing marks. And they basically tell the tabulator where each of the votes are. And when you feed it in there, the tabulator knows all the races, you know, and it scans this thing and it tabulates everything. Well, if it can't read these marks, then it doesn't know what the hell the races are and it can't read it and misreads it. Well, we let people, we opened up at 6 a.m. and I went to my, um, this one site I had, oh God, yeah, the, the um, they were great people, but it, it was an election day only. So part of that means the people that are just working one day, they're, they don't get a chance to really smooth things out and learn all the procedures and get it down pat. Um, even if you have experienced people, if they're just jumping right in on election day. It, you know, if you haven't done it in a few months, it's going to be a little rough, a little rusty. So yeah, like people start running it in there, and it's like holy shit, the the tabulators are not reading anything, and people start immediately getting pissed off. And then my phone starts blowing up because it's my guy in Anthem, <laughs> the inspector in Anthem, which is there was a, there was a uh, a viral video of a guy in Anthem talking outside about, you know, this was vir already viral at like 6.30. Um, and the guy is like, you know, we have one machine that's been broken, the other one's reading 75% of the ballots. And that one had like 5 million views by like noon. Like, he, like that was my guy. That was one of my sites. And he calls me like, help! And he's like, he texts me, help, all caps. <laughs> then he calls me like, Oh my God! I'm he literally called me up and says I'm viral in Infowars. <laughs> Holy shit! It's a nightmare. And I'm like sitting there, you know. It's like I was like, yeah, like so this is like six thirty, and shit is already collapsing. Like I was like, this is like the worst fucking nightmare. <laughs> like I'm like I've got a mob of voters that are there in this vote center, and they are fucking mad. They are like mad. And then my phone's blowing up on my other two sites. My guy Richard's like, holy fuck, I'm, I'm on InfoWars. Like, someone took a video of me and it's viral on Twitter. And, like, InfoWars is tweeting, like, fucking sharing videos of me. Like, Charlie Kirk had already shared it for, like, 645. And I already had, like, millions of views at that point. I was like, oh, my God. You know, because, like, he's got people. I'm like, keep doing what you're doing. I'll try to get it. I'm calling over there. He's like, his, his, his tabulator is broken. So, like, part of the thing is, like, being the troubleshooter is, like, I'm the first point of contact between all these vote centers in the county. So I've got a separate hotline to call for issues. And I'm, like, calling my people. And I like trying to call the hotline. And, like, my the phones are jammed. Like, my, my troubleshooter line, there's only, like, maybe, like, I don't know, not a whole lot of us, relatively speaking. A few dozen. And, like, the fucking lines are jammed. And I can't get through on my phone. So I, like, we, they give us a radio. And I'm calling on the radio. Like, hey... Uh, all of my shit is breaking like everywhere like my other place is calling because they're freaking out because their tabulator is not working and I'm like oh my god because there are like lines like hundreds of people in lines and the system is already collapsing like it's 645 and I was like oh my god this is a fucking nightmare so um yeah 
and I'm like, you know what, you can't misread it. And then we're like, put them in the box, you know, put it in the, in the in the door three, and we'll read them at the end of the night. And it was basically a fucking horrific nightmare. It never stopped all day long. Um, we start calling around, like you know, and 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 I can't remember exactly. It, we figured out kind of early that morning that it was something with the printer, and they had kind of figured it out downtown too. So they start sending out printer texts to start changing settings, and the printers. And at that point, they're working okay. Um, they changed out the one in Anthem, but I went over there to Anthem, and this was like probably like after twelve o'clock. Right around twelve is when I finally got over to Anthem. And they had a line that probably had a thousand people in it. Like I, I, this was like this big strip mall thing, and the line was like stretched all the way, wrapping around the parking lot. Like it was like a fucking nightmare to see this. People were waiting two, three hours in line to vote. Um, and I get to my place, and I go to my other place, which is in Standing Stone, and 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 you know, every I just want to say, everyone that I had in all my teams were just amazing. I had like thirty something people. Uh, working in, in, you know, split up between three different places, and and all of these people were great. You know, they were they were people on both sides of the party. Because it was all MAGA people working pool, correct? No, it was not. We had we had some MAGA people, and we had Dems. You know, we had Democrats, and there are a lot of MAGA people though. That's the thing. It's like it's a pretty good mix of Republican and Democrat. You know, it's it's one of you know it's. It is a, it is a, it's not all leftists, it's not all MAGA people. In fact, one of the things they do here, and I'll have them give them credit for it, you know, is the county, when they're setting up the rosters of people working at these vote centers, they actually um, switch it up so that you've got, like, let's say, like, the inspector, the, the top person at the individual site is called the inspector, and the two people, there's two people right below the inspector, and they're called the judges. You need two judges. Um, and, and basically, uh, the two judges have to be opposite parties. You know, the inspector can be either party, but whatever the judge is, if you've got a Republican judge, you've got to have a Democrat, and then you're going to have, like, usually the marshal is going to be the opposite party of the inspector. Gotcha. So you've got a pretty, and usually the clerks are split, like, half and half, or depending on where you are, you may have more, because, you know, if you get, like, in Carefree or Cave Creek, you're going to have a lot more Republicans. But you're still, like, they're going to scrape up some Democrats and send them over there. Because there are procedures during the night, like things when you're opening the doors or when you're working on stuff. There are specific pr procedures that require people from different parties to, like, you know, if you're going to do, for example, a curbside voter, which is where someone's sitting in the car and they can't get out of the car. If maybe they're in a wheel, You can bring a wheelchair in. There's always some sort of access. But there's also a thing if they don't want to do that, they can do a curbside where they bring them their ballot outside. And to do that, you've got to have someone, like, two people have to go out, and they have to be from opposite parties. And there's several, there's lots of different procedures. Anytime you're going to do anything like open a door or break a seal or do anything like that, you got to have several people there, and they got to be from both parties. You know? So what you're saying is Maricopa, to, to try uh, whether or not this was in prior to 2020 or it came in the aftermath, one of the things they attempted to do is to say, we will have people of both parties, so if there's an issue, we can actually have people of both parties come forward for whichever side is disputing and say, well, no, I was there, I, I, I favor yeah. this candidate, and this wasn't... Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's, that is one of the things. They have a specific... And, I'm, you know, again, they fucked up a lot of stuff, but this, this is a good, a good procedure. Like, any procedure, any, anything you're going to do that's sensitive, like if you're going to, like I said, if anything that's 
dealing with ballots or machinery or anything like that, any any sort of questionable situation where you're going to get access to any sensitive part of the, of the voting process, there's going to be at least two people there, and they have to be from opposite parties. For example, at the end of the night when you're done and you deliver the tabulations to the reception site, um, the, there has to be two people that go in the same vehicle, and they have to be from the opposite parties. So that's they do a lot of that stuff, and a lot of the, a lot of the procedures that go along, a lot of the stuff in voting, and they do this downtown too, like when they're doing the downtown tabulations. There's people from opposite parties standing there. Like this is actually a pretty big deal, you know. There's lots of there's lots of things people can criticize about the voting process. There's lots of criticisms to be made about the way Maricopa runs elections, but in terms of this. Yes, like there are lots of people from from at almost every critical stage of the election, there's going to be opposite people from opposite sides of the opposite parties involved. Like per the rules, you have to be there. Now, most people I've seen do that are very strict. I haven't really seen people drop the ball with that sort of thing. So I'm going to give them credit there. Um, but yeah, you know, it was it was. Uh, oh my God, it's still kind of traumatic to think about. It was really frustrating, you know, honestly. Um, I hope I hope they get to the bottom of that, like what the fuck happened to the printer settings. You know, um, they worked good in, in the primary. Um, you know, what, what, what happened at this point? Where did the change come in? Was it something with the weather? Was it something setting went wrong in the printer? I don't know, but we absolutely need answers on that. That's super critical. But it was one of those things, and, you know, I did actually see... And, you know, another thing people asked me was, you know, the, the voter um, suppression part of that, which is, I mean, yeah, you know, honestly, there's some good arguments to be made there. I, I saw no less than three people in my immediate presence, like, tear up their ballot because they were so frustrated. They tried to run it through, and they went back and got another one to run it through again because there's a process where you can spoil your ballot and then go back and get printed another one, then fill it out again and try to run it through. And I saw at least three people get so mad they like tore up their ballot or literally just stormed out with their ballot like there were people who were getting mad and storming out and driving over to a different vote center and coming in and trying to shove it in the machine and they're like wait no we can't do that you know because part of that is um there's a process too um where there's a beginning and ending tabulation like all the all the all the paper that's involved with these ballots is controlled like we have to log this stuff Every so, every ballot that will go ahead. So I can say I personally actually had to spoil ballot. I, I was misinformed on one thing as I as I was voting. This was in different. This was not in Maricopa County though, and so process was they actually they, they actually insisted to issue new ballot. I had to give them old ballot. Mm -hmm. uh, they took old ballot. They had to uh, destroy it themselves, maintain custody of such. After which and only after which. Could they uh, provide new ballot for me? Yeah, because part of that, what happens is um, the ballot paper that we're given is like a special type of paper. And we have to log all of that. Like all the paper that gets printed and expended, we have to log that. It, it's either got to end up in the voting the voting machine or it's got to end up in the drop box because it's like a provisional ballot or something like that. Or it's got to end up in the spoils bag. we got to spoil that and put it in a special bag. And all of that at the end of the night, because that's part of the process, which is all of these ballots, you know, they can end up in several different places inside the site. And we have to be able to, the numbers between the ballots we print 
and the balance we have in our possession either in either in the tabulator the dropbox or in the spoils bag all of that has to gel and that's a big part of it you know um that's another one of the security aspects of it um it, it's it's and it's sort of what it's kind of like that's the thing and to kind of jump around a little bit that's the thing like with the mail-in voting that really kind of gets me is because you know you're you're mailing these mail-in ballots out and they're going to whoever requests them but there's no well, well no, no no if, if no go ahead what? if you're going to jump around these much you're not going to give mu the viewers okay. much understanding of, of what's going on why the kinds of things you're doing a data dump instead of actually informing other people yeah go ahead and, and how about you ask me some questions very good and guide me because i'm still kind of like stewed a little bit about everything i had to deal with and this is so. this is why it took so long for us to get this out you you have very low ability to give a coherent narrative on such i'm still like ranting like we were talking about this earlier and like if i talk for about too long i start kind of ranting so thank you for keeping me in check on this ah this is this is this is this is the reason you call communist in for a uh, party discipline as it were yeah. so uh quest so question uh so you're saying that uh, that they use special paper and all this, so it's more difficult than to maybe print new ballots. Is this is this is this part of security measure, perhaps? Yeah, that's part of it. It's like a it's like a secure type of ballot paper, specific type of ballot paper. Okay, I just wanted to, wanted yeah. to cover that out of out of personal curiosity. You mentioned different ballot thick, uh, paper signatures, which I hadn't thought of. So, uh, anyways, so what you're saying though is that. Uh, perhaps Miracopa put a lot of uh, thought process into this, but here's my question then: Where have uh, where have so where have viral videos of people say attesting that yeah that I am a Republican, I want Kerry Lake, I am a Republican, I am diehard Trump MAGA guy, I am a Republican, yada 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 yada, and I I promise that your ballot you know in in these viral videos. Why aren't why aren't they, why isn't there pushback from these things? Did they appoint the uh, one Democrat, one Republican, or the uh, two opposing parties doing stuff not for uh, PR purposes, pushback on election uh, stuff, but rather uh, to you know for affidavits so that they could show there was process? Like what was what was thought process and what is that? Because it doesn't seem to be affecting the ward of public opinion. Yeah, you know it, it's it's the procedures themselves. Um... What the county did, like, I, the printer situation, they need to unfuck that. And, like, beyond that, um, there was a lot of stuff that they did run short on stuff like seals and, like, the tags that we use. There's a lot of procedural things they ran low on, and they should have. And, like, I'm a super front, because that's part of the chain of custody. Like, I actually, we have emergency bags of that shit, and we had to break into our emergency bags of, like, seals and, and everything. And it was frustrating because we had to, we had to, there's lots of on-the-fly things that they had to change because there's so many different um, of the misread ballots. They had to go downtown. They they sent out an email a little bit after lunch. And they're like, okay, well, if you have... Normally, the process is you take the misreads because there's usually not a whole lot of them. And at the end of the night, once you close and everyone's out, you run the misreads through the tabulator at least one more time because for whatever reason, at least at that point, at least maybe 20% of them will read. So you reduce that number down. Um... I remember during the primary, we actually managed to get like 75% of them to read, and that was because it was a smearing issue with the markers. And at that point, they had already dried. It wasn't much of an issue, and they worked. But with these, like it was much less. It was like maybe 15 20% actually read at the end of the night. Um, but yeah, anyway, so when you have these misreads, this stack of them, usually it's not a whole lot. 
there is a misread envelope. There's a special envelope for these ballots that have not been tabulated called the misreads envelope. And you put them in the in the envelope. It's a big envelope, um, a white color envelope. It's It's got a seal on it and a marker, and you mark this thing, and you seal it, and the judges and the inspectors all sign it. And it goes in a special box that goes downtown, and they pull that out of the box, and then they, they read those downtown. It's usually not a whole lot of them. This time, one of my sites, the one in Anthem, had maybe 120 misreads. So it was maybe maybe 7 or 8% of them. Um, the other site had around, I had them running them again, and I think they got them down to like 66, which was like maybe 3%. Because that was a site that actually had their printers fixed first. Was the one and it standing stem and that one got them down pretty because once they got their they got their printer fixed fairly early so they didn't really have a whole lot of problems for the rest of the night so it was a relatively small percentage um anthem was probably like seven or eight percent the desert i actually was the inspector for desert hills which was the one that was has been showing up a lot online in terms of the fucked up ballots a lot of the a lot of the testimony online came from people who voted it at desert hills and uh what happened with that place again this was the one day voter and it, one day voting site election day only um it wasn't the people in the actual like it wasn't the poll workers there they, they did the best they could they followed the procedures but again that was the one who was really hit the worst that one had that we that one had had a tabulator that had to be replaced because it was showing um the parts that were flaking off the paper were getting in the tabulator and was showing like um, paper jam. Can I stop issues? you there? Ahead, Can you describe in. what the tabulator the is? Tabulator, like? yeah. No, if I haven't, people have been hearing shit out of it, and we're just going to touch on this again so everyone understands. The tabulator is the machine that does the tabulation. It counts the ballots, like the ballots that you put in. It's the electronic. Um, it looks like a big printer. You know, and it's on top of the drop box, the big blue boxes, mm -hmm. and you feed your ballot into it, and it reads, it the tabulator reads your ballot, counts all the races, and tabulates it. Um, and at the end of the night, so that information, the information, all the all the ballots that go through, it keeps a running tab of those things. It, it it does several things. It counts all the races, but it also does a full image of the ballot, like it literally photographs the entire ballot. All of that goes to the memory card. The memory card has several different things on it. It's got um, the numbers, the numbers themselves, the race totals, the, the comparative numbers for all these races. It also has a photograph of every ballot on it, and that's what goes downtown. But before you send that downtown, you print up a paper roll. There's a paper copy that you print up because there's a uh, like a big spiral paper dealio on the top it looks like an adding machine paper roll thing and it prints up every single race as well so you've got a printed up paper copy of the the, the vote totals for every race um, and you've also got the electronic copy that has all of those same total numbers on it as well as a photographic copy of every ballot and the tab that's what the tabulator is people print up they get their ballot they throw it in the machine prints everything i mean it, could, it tabulates everything and there's two of them for every site and you have you have three of these blue boxes one of these big blue boxes is for the drop boxes that's for people who still bring in their mail-in ballot and they want to drop it in that's also for people who for whatever reason need to get a provisional ballot which is a ballot where maybe your address doesn't like your driver's license address doesn't match what's on your voting record 
So they have to research that downtown before they count it. And you have to fill out a provisional ballot, and that goes in the downtown. Um, and there's two other tabulators. There's And the two tabulators, you can switch back and forth between those. But yeah, and ours are from Dominion. But yeah, that's what a tabulator is. It's the one that counts the votes. And there's a bigger tabulator machine downtown that's much more rapid, and it's much more accurate, I guess. Well, not, I can't really say accurate, but it's much so, more forgiving. Okay, so issue, so issue is, if I understand correctly, mm -hmm. people take a piece of paper, paper especially printed up, you know, in, in Maricopa this time around. It's specially printed up. It's a customized ballot. It's a customized one that's printed anywhere, but it's customized for you, so it has to be printed. It's unlike McDonald's where you pick up, uh, you pick up the Big Mac that's there. This is like going to a proper restaurant. They actually have to cook it up. The problem is, yeah, the the problem is the chefs at the chefs or the the kitchen equipment at particular locations were not cooking the the meat all the way through, so you were get, everyone was getting a rare meat, which meant that the meat had to go back, and they couldn't actually cook it all the way through until they until they got the until they got the stoves uh, properly calibrated to cook it hotter and all this and so people were complaining because they pay for $70 steaks and $70 steaks are rare and they can't get their steaks and where's my where's my fucking steak and so people are getting very mad about that was, this that was that kind of covers the dynamic because it was like the voters were getting very very angry and that's the that's the the thing that kind of sucked for me was like knowing the voters were righteously angry and it wasn't it wasn't my fault because I I like we we set it like we don't set up Do we the know premise. it was your it wasn't your fault. Yes, it was on my fault. I sat I single-handedly <laughs> sabotaged the Maricopa elections. Fuck it, YOLO. I am I am MAGA and by being and the, the best way, best way to support and to, to do all this kind of stuff is contextual insurgent is the yes, crash I, system I, with I'm no being, survivors. I, I, <laughs> I was being insurgent. I was that was my insurgency of like that was me. I was doing I was doing praxis. What do leftists call it? Praxis is like voting is fake and gay and the best way I can I will prove it, it to you. I will prove it to you by destroying the elections. Oh god. No, but the funny thing is, yeah, it's like I didn't even have to do anything. Even if I wanted to, it's like, well, they fucked it up pretty good. Just to be totally clear to everyone listening, no, I did not sabotage the Maricopa elections. But um, no, it was it was like, and that's what's so pissing pissed me off. It's like you know these these voters are fucking mad as fuck, and you know they are like fucking hot, and I'm like sitting there going, they're fucking right though. <laughs> I mean these people are righteously angry because this is bullshit, and like I have to stand there and like I'm the one who's like, well I'm representing Maricopa County, and like they're mad as fuck as me, and I'm like I'm like. Cause I'm in like these mag, I'm in like all of these, all three of my places were in these turbo maga places, like like literally like I looked at one of the, when we print up the results at the end of the night, like, like it was literally ninety five percent Republican votes of every vote that was cast there, and I'm like, look, I'm like I don't want to say like no, trust me, I'm a Republican, I don't want to, you're not supposed to get political, but I'm like talking to people, I'm like look, look, trust me. I want your vote to count. I want I want your vote to count. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, you know, without without like violating the rules or like being unprofessional. I'm like, believe me, trust me. In in my uh, personal experience uh, in future, they can't always hear, but when you actually have to say stuff in ways that would be unprofessional if you say it other ways, you you say, "Look, I can't be political about what I say, but I want your vote to count 
given the demographics of county. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's one of those things where I'm just like, hey, hey, look, look, I want your vote to count. Trust me, you know, and you're like looking at them, you know, like, I want your vote to count, okay? You know, like, I, I mean... I mean, let me get it wrong. I, I want everyone's vote to count. Like, I'm not like, I think it's important that this shit is honest, honest. But like, I'm like, look, dude, like, you know, you're trying to say like, just look, look, you're trying look, to say me. I'm on your side. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of trying to say that without being unprofessional. It's like, look, dude, I understand you're, you're like, you know, you're, you're like super suspicious and shit, but it's like, I'm not the, I'm not the person who would be sabotaging your vote here. Okay. It's like, no, 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 I'm, that's not, I'm not the per. I, no. But anyway, no, it's like being professional and shit. I wasn't going to stand around. Look, I'm a fucking Republican. I'm not going to, I was tempted to say that, but I'm just, I try to be really professional. But that, that was frustrating. It's like, look, look, don't, don't take it out on me. Like, I'm not the one who'd be, because everyone kind of thinks like, oh, the poll workers are all fucking liberals. I'm like, no, no, they're not. Like, like in, when, um, yeah, you know, like the one I worked in the primary, it was like we had like one Democrat and it was like fucking ten Republicans there, and it's like the Turbo MAGA squad. I mean, it was like everyone there was like super shit lordy. So in in a lot of, in a lot of ways, what you're saying then is this is like this is like your computer crashing. You call tech support. You hear someone from Bangalore that calls himself Mike, and Mike says, "Good morning. My name is Mike. How can I help you with your Dell?" And people are yelling about the Dell that was manufactured and how dare the Dell ness perform. And Mike doesn't know what the hell is going on. Mike woke up in Bangalore and he had to he had to walk past like you know uh, five hundred like, people that like you know that Mike, that, that, that Mike have like dysentery. Jones. Jones, that's an interesting name. What cast is that? You know, right? Like, but yeah. but this this is equivalent of yelling at, at Indian tech support about fact that your that your warranty isn't being honored. It isn't going to get you very far until you actually talk to warranty support and right department. So then I guess question is right. Where is the correct place to direct anger to direct? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. No, where's the where's the where are the people to yell at? And and in this case, it's definitely the border supervisors because. Um, you know, there, there. It's both. It's both. You know, the state government as well as the board of supervisors. The board of supervisors have to be responsible for whatever this fuck up was. Okay. okay. Um, they are. De- they are definitely have to take the heat for for the printer fuck up and the printers not being correct because that's what you know. The whole thing was the primary kind of primed us to be suspicious of the tabulators. So when the tabulators are not, or everyone's misreading, our, our first thought was, these fucking tabulators again. You know, and I actually had one of the things they gave us, and that I was carrying around with me, is I have a cleaning kit. Uh, they actually, you know, there's procedures to, to disassemble the fucking tabulator and clean it, and they trained us on how to do that, and they gave me a kit to do that. So, like, the sites don't have that, but I have that. And they have to call me and I have to show up and do that for that, for them. But, uh... Yeah, you know, we're 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 stuck in the mindset of like there's something wrong with these fucking tabulators and then we like look at the paper and like the shit is like it's not fully like there were some races like I said that were like almost you couldn't barely read the names on them. They was just fucked up. Um and we like you looked at the Q mark, the timing marks on there, you could see like dots and it were like, like all fucked up and it was obvious the tabulators can't because they're super super picky. Um the tabulators are. But yeah, it, so basically what I'm saying is that shit was not on any none of the field people like like we don't set the printers up like we can operate them 
but like there's a there's a special tech squad from you know the mech tech which is the maricopa county you know election the election department place downtown um they travel around and set up the printers like they actually like bring the equipment and they have a setup day and they actually connect them and everything and there's it's a special team that does that like we actually can you know set up the computers and everything like well we don't set up the computers but we can start them up and shut them down and operate the printers but the actual calibration um and setup is done by a special team from maricopa so whoever the fuck like at some point and this is actually goes to another thing um it was it, all the problems came whoever the fuck did that was from downtown whoever whoever was the one who who like I don't know if the T... I, I never saw the T-Techs actually go into this. They're called T-Techs. The people who actually set, install these things. Yeah. Like, they don't really go into the settings. So, at some point, whoever... The last fucking person who went into the... Cause that's not really part of their deal. They, they, they connect them and set them up. Connect the laptops to them. And do some test prints. But they don't actually go in there and do tweaks on the settings. Um, so, whoever was the last person that set those fucking printers up... Uh, if it was downtown somewhere, more than likely, when they're doing their status checks and shit, um, whoever went into, because you have to go deep into the menu to change that setting. That's not something. It's not a surface menu setting. You have to go in there and set it. You have to set this fucking thing, and that's not anything we don't do. It's not anything we do. You know, this stuff's all set by them. Um, so, what are the chances then of this being uh, of this being? Just happenstance accident, then, if he's if yeah, he's and that's so the sort of thing. It's like, yeah, it's like someone went in the menus and changed these fucking things, and that's the only thing I can think of, unless there's some fucking like you know, sometimes when you shut down a machine, if you un if you cut the power off of a machine, it goes back to default settings. Uh-huh. So, that is a potential thing that may have had, like, if. When they unplug these things and are sitting downtown in the depot for like two months between the primary and the general, maybe they reset or something because the battery ran down because they're not powered up. They're no. just sitting there. So that's a potential thing. That is a you know that that is something that potentially could have happened. Um, maybe when they power off because we don't power the printers off. They stay power as long as they're there for like two weeks. The printers stay powered on. You reset. There's a laptop that runs the printer, and you power. You reset the power on the printer because that that locks it to to the inspector like the the password screen. Then you just close the laptop. But the printer stays on. You never turn the printers off. So uh, I don't know honestly with these things. Maybe they just fucking go back to some default setting, and that's what it was. Um, but that that was another issue too, and this is what. We had there was a, there was some talk in the media about at least two different centers that had commingled uh, ballots, and they had to retabulate all the vote centers. And one of those vote centers was mine. In fact, it was Desert Hills, and I was there when it happened. And it was like this is what happened. <clears throat> um, we had um, so one of the printers. I kept getting that sixteen error sixteen paper jam thing. I guess it was because of chunks of thermal shit coming off the ballots and getting eaten up in the in the, in the tabulator. So they brought, I, I called for a new tabulator. And they brought the new tabulator down there. And when they do that, just so FYI, um, they do pull the cards out and put the, put the card 
into the new tabulator. What card? They're the memory card. Memory card. The okay. memory card that yeah. keeps all the vote totals. They replace the card and we put a new seal on it. Um, so that way the vote totals don't get zeroed out. You're keeping the same card. So the new tabulator totals go onto this card and it keeps making copies. So yeah, um, what happened there was, um, yeah, it starts working great. So we start using the shit out of it. Um, and then right there, right after like, right after close, we close like at seven, and like five minutes later, the fucking tabulators die, and we and we were, we had to put like the last forty or fifty tab tabulators into the box three, uh, the vote the ballots in there. And what happened was, the fucking breaker tripped, and these tab these, these tabulators, the way they work, there's no alert. Like they have this onboard battery system, but. And that's part of the things you have to plug them in the night before because it takes them like an hour to charge if they're dead before they even turn on. Mm -hmm. um, so you plug them in the night before so they get charged and you make sure they're fully charged at the start of the day. Well, the breaker tripped in this place and we didn't realize it because these tabulators don't have any any form of alert when they go on battery power. Like you would think most most stuff, there's some indicator or a chime or something like that. Like, hey. All right. Electrical power. I'm not getting wall power anymore. I'm on internal battery power. They some sort of thing like or that. Or even happens. a little battery beep. Even a beep. Yeah, like this. These things beeped. They actually did beep. They they have an alarm at like ten percent okay. power. But then when you have like when they go down to ten percent power, they they shut off at like nine percent. So you literally have like fucking two minutes for this thing dies. At that point, it's like fuck. You know, you're in a vote center. And you're, you know, there's no, like, you don't have enough time because there's people around. And you're like, you don't, like, you're sitting there and you, like, literally, like, don't, you don't know how long it takes. Like, trying to find some other place in the in the room to, to plug these fucking things in. It's like you've got to uh, uh -huh. make a mess in the toilet, but you're in the middle of convention and yeah. uh, and bathrooms all the way at the end. Yeah. You're not going to make it. Because you don't it. know. Like, you're like, you're like, because, you know, you have, like, literally two fucking minutes for these things die. So you're like trying like is there is the fucking like what happened is there a switch somewhere like you're you know is is the is the uh, the power strip fucked up you're down there trying to do this shit and like even then if you like immediately jumped on it you'd have to like wheel them somewhere else and try to plug like you just don't have enough time to do it. Well, how big and heavy are these things just so I can well, make they, a picture? I don't know. They're like you know the it depends on the box. The boxes aren't that heavy. They're bulky and like like yeah, I can pick up the tabulator myself itself, but it's on top of the box. So you got to wheel the whole box around. And what what dimensions does this look like? I don't like? know, so like I don't know, shit, like how four tall? Feet, four feet tall, maybe like three and a half feet tall, like yeah, like three and a half deep, two feet wide or something like that. So three and a half by three and a half by three and a half, like two wide, maybe four four feet tall, maybe three three and a half tall, three and a half deep, two feet wide, you know. But it's full of paper, so it's kind of bulky. It's not super heavy. You know, it's just fucking bulky. It looks like a big dog, like a you know dog kennel sort of thing. So, but it, it's got it's got some weight to it, so you've got to move it maneuver can. this thing. You, you know, have it's to got wheels on it. The whole point is you have to maneuver essentially a, a, yeah. a dog kennel uh, through uh, through crowds and through yeah, and things. Like a bunch of pissed off people standing there, and the machine you got to like reset all the shit. You just you just basically can't. By the time it gives you a warning, you don't have enough time to do anything. Like you literally like the time it takes to like what the fuck's going on here? God damn it! What you you know? It just it's just not. It doesn't work. So yeah, these things die, and of course, like I said, when they die, it takes an hour to half. It takes at least an hour to charge these things up. 
So anyway, plot we everyone dumps their shit into the door three, and they're mad as fuck. They're like so fucking pissed. Um, and again, I, I totally cannot, cannot, cannot fault them. Um, so they leave, and we plug these things in, and we're breaking everything down, and 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 doing our end of end of election day stuff. And I was like, all right, well let's let's open these things up and see what we have. And I open up open up the door that was on the one that was been replaced. And the door three, and I'm like, wow, fuck, there's a whole lot of mysteries in here. This is weird. I thought this one was reading all right. So uh, we pull these things out, and we start running them through both tabulators. And then the one that had been replaced, it's it's spitting into door th- into the door three when it tabulates. So I'm like, they d- just to explain how this thing works, inside the box there's a divider, and door three's on the front. And that the tabulator sits on top. And the tabulator spits to the back, like when it when it casts the ballot and reads it, it spits it to the back and on the on, on the back side of that divider, that internal divider. Um, the front side of the divider is the door three thing. Well, this was supposed to happen, but if you flip the tabulator upside down, it's got two ports, two two exit ports. One one exits to the back, and that's the one that's supposed to work in the election. You know, it spits out the back. The one to the front. There's, there's, you know, it, it spits to the front. It, it can. I've never seen it do that. I don't know what the fuck happened. At some point, somewhere, like there was some setting, where this, where this, this tabulator was spitting cast ballots into the misread box. And I was at that point. I was like, oh fuck, because we were trying to read these. We were trying to run these things back through the tabulator. Yeah. So you've got, you've got ballots. You've got ballots. You've got a ballots in the front that have been read at least once. Some ballots in the back that have been read at least twice, and some ballots in the front that have not been read at all. And because we split them up, and we didn't realize this, I don't know how to do this because again, this is a setting thing we never fuck with. Um, they the, the one they brought down there was set wrong, and it was casting the ballots to the front into the mystery box. So I was like, we've got fucking seventeen hundred ballots here. That I I don't know a, a, an accurate count on, because I have no idea how many misreads there are. I have no idea how many ballots have been read once. I have no idea how many ballots have been read twice. So I call downtown. And I'm like, okay, this is our fucking problem we're dealing with, and they're like, holy shit. So we had to take all these ballots and put them in the two black bags, and I mark I marked them. I wrote my name and phone number and put them in a ballot bag and says, look, this is what happened. We had cross reads, you know. I gave them my troubleshooter number, my phone number, and I was like, call me if there's any issue. And I've been calling them repeatedly, and, you know, they did confirm with me that they did properly retagulate everything. But, yeah, it was a fucking nightmare. What do you want to jump in? Do you want to yeah, pick- so, um, like I said, so uh, we, we were talking about, right, we were mm-hmm. talking about the, uh, the, you know, we, you know, frank, frankly, uh, you know, regardless of where 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 we fall on things and all this, um, you know, twenty twenty election, many misgivings about it. There's been many many problems, misgivings mm-hmm. about it, and you know, electoral integrity, people feeling through the you know about votes being correct and all that. Um, you know, I, uh, the thing is right. There's concerns about 
when it gets right down to it, people want to show up. They want to cast ballots in person, and they also into the tabulator. You know, many, when I was vote when I voted before many places, there's no tabulator. You put it in a box. You believe essentially that they, they'll count it somewhere else. Well, so it sounds like the tabulator thing was at least implemented so people feel that the vote counts before they leave. And so then this adds an extra layer of complication, so that that, that may lead to failure because the vote will be counted. Obviously, it will be counted someplace else. It can be counted manually. But they don't trust the, uh, the the process of what happens when they leave. And so then this feels like psychologically then that trying to solve things uh, with a fail-safe of having two, uh, two you know, people of opposing parties is maybe good for, um, for lawsuits and good for a sort of the auditing thing in that way, but not good for the PR because the PR is all about uh, the, the open auditing process of people feeling things that, that exist there. So it's almost a question of, the tabulator maybe makes people feel good about uh, you know leaving when they leave when they vote, but of course it's an extra layer of complication. We can go back and forth in that. Yeah, I guess you know they they, they go ahead. Finish. You know, and like I said, I guess my real question then is um, the the big thing that people feel right is they feel that the vote should matter, should count, the things should happen while they're there, and so we were talking about really the mail-in process, and you know I. I you know, I, I guess the thing that I get really confused by is if people are mailing ballots, I don't know, two weeks, a month ahead of time or whatever, why do elections take longer now than they did when everyone cast votes in person before? It seems counterintuitive. You had all this time to figure out ballots and all this, and yet... Uh, and yet it takes even longer to count ballots with all the technology, all this stuff, and all the fact that people had the time to count ballots ahead of time. And when everyone shows up to the polling place on, on election day, everyone votes, and votes were known in hours. This seems completely oh, backwards, and it seems completely illegitimate. Yeah, you know, I, I get it. I think the thing with election day voting, you know, there, there's a lot of talk around that. I, I, I think the, the thing that comes across to me with that is what people say when they want election day voting like on their end the voter end the entire process is self-contained and completed you show up you check in you know they check your id you go in there and you do your voting and you walk up to the machine and you you put your ballot into the machine you know the the, the machine goes ding and tells you your vote was counted so it, it's literally start to finish you get to you know your ID's checked, you know your they make sure you're legitimate and you literally watch your vote get cast and you can watch on the computer screen as it as it counts it goes plus one, you know, it goes from like nine thirty seven to nine thirty eight and it goes cast ballot with a check mark and you know your vote counted. You literally watch your vote get counted in front of you. And I think that's really what people want. You know, 'cause what and that's really that sense of completeness and finality. You're not just trusting a random process that happens out of your sight, or trusting people mm -hmm. to count the count the votes. I mean, to quote yeah. to quote Vladimir Lenin, it doesn't it doesn't matter, uh, you know, how people vote or I forget the the quote. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, how people vote. It matters who counts the votes. Yeah, you know, you know, like you know without a doubt that your vote counted. You just saw it happen in front of you. If you stick it in, in the box and you walk away. You don't know. You have to trust you process you can't see. Yeah, the actual counting your vote is going to happen out of your sight at some point in the undetermined future. 
you know, um, because once you put it in that box, it becomes anonymous. But as long as you're holding your 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 ballot and you're personally feeding that ballot to that machine, and that machine dings and gives you a check mark and the number jumps up, you know it counted, and you walk out of there knowing that your vote counted and it's already counted. The system is complete. One of the things I heard mm-hmm. is that uh, you know, at the Florida election, all this kind of stuff, the hanging chads, all this kind of stuff, is that people actually talked about preferring the old school. I think people referred to it in New York in 1930s or whatever. I don't know exactly process. I'm I'm not a mm-hmm. electoral process researcher of the mechanical machines, but people talked about the the voting machines where you literally pull a lever down mm-hmm. and it pushes it pushes something through on a particular thing and how it felt very uh, rewarding and satisfying to actually go through the, the physical process just like in a gambling machine of mm-hmm. pulling an arm down oh, you know, pulling like a little, little mouse hitting the it, the little morphine drip thing with a little yeah it was like that but it, even, even even much bigger yeah. you feel that you feel like you're moving almost like a machine press you're moving like you know a hammer downwards and it pushes through and just like you're you know like you're gambling and getting a big reward you get this thing and this sort of psychological aspect of this felt rewarding and we've moved and you know, sort of the, the reward of feeling a vote counted versus it just being cast there. Uh, I think there's a psychological aspect to this uh, that that people really do care about the vote, and they 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 feel even more, especially if the the things aren't going their way, they feel even more, especially invested in voting being important and the 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 feel of it counting, it mattering, it it you know the the process itself of literally casting mm-hmm. the vote takes on a, a, a psychological importance yeah, that it's, can't it's, be it's overstated. Almost, I don't want to call it a religious ritual, but like so much of American um, political process is is very ritualistic and it's 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 a form almost incantation in a sense. But no, yeah, you're 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 doing this this process and it has, you know, a, a certain degree of formality to it and and it's complete and total by the, before you leave. You know, it's it's one of those things that doesn't feel slapdash, but precisely because, you know, you you've gone out there and you voted and you've watched your vote get counted in front in front of you, and I think that's a huge thing. And like mail-in voting doesn't really have that. You know, it's like mail-in voting. You know, I mean, there's lots of other issues with that too. Like you go in there and you 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 sign it. Like there's no chain of custody when you do a mail-in vote, a mail-in ballot. You know, you drop it off in the box. And you know you 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 don't see it happen. You don't see it vote. There's always like the signature ver- verification part of it, which you know maybe you miss a phone call and you don't get it. You know they try to call you to verify it and you miss it because how many times do you answer a fucking phone call from from you know from an unknown number? People don't do that shit anymore. And then your vote doesn't get counted. You know it's a it's a we're we're in an era where institutional trust is really collapsing across the board. And people expect you to just, oh, well, just drop your, your ballot into this box and it will get carried downtown at some point in the future. And at some point out of your sight, people will pull it from the envelope and, and at least you try, you're expected that you expected this entire voting process to happen out of your sight. And if you, if you have lost social capital and social trust, you know, Who's going to actually believe that? Who's going to actually think that the vote is counted? You know, if, if people no longer trust the institutions, then how can you expect them to, to really honestly believe that, you know, their vote 
when that's getting counted when they can't even watch it happen. They don't know when it happens. Well, and the big thing is expectations. People are promised it will happen this way, and then when things don't happen that way, this means clearly it's illegitimate and all this because we because people maybe feel disenfranchised because the expectation was not upheld by the government and stuff like this. Well, how am I supposed to believe you for especially things I can't see outside my sight? Yeah, like if if you're gonna fuck up this bad in front of me. When I'm watching, how bad are you going to fuck up when I'm not watching? And I think that's where a lot of people come from at this point. Like, if, if I can't trust you to run this when I'm right here in front of you, when you can't even, when you can't even successfully complete this, then how, how, how do I know you're going to successfully complete it when I'm not here in front of you? And, and that's a legitimate thing. People have legitimate gripes about this stuff. And I think it's based... Um, it's based in a lot, you know. It's there's a lot of things about this that people b- believe that aren't true, but I and and I think that even the things that if they're if they're if they're if they're misinformed about some particular part of the process, I think their basic motivation and concern and lack of trust, like I can't, I can't really criticize them for that, you know. It's it's it's. You know, because speaking as someone who's been a poll worker multiple times, you know, it's never been like everyone, again, everyone I've worked with on, on the front line poll working, anyone who's at a site, they've always been amazing people. They've always been there with the best of intentions. But, you know, at the same time, it's like whoever is doing this shit downtown, I don't know if I trust them anymore. Like when I got done, I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing this shit ever again. I don't know. Maybe I will next time. Maybe it's just like the pain and the aggravation has actually kind of, you know, I'm still, I don't know, I'm still aggravated by it. You know, um, yeah, you know, and that's, that's another thing too, like the disconnect between the mail-in voting and the in-person voting, you know, there, there's these very strict chain of custody. Like I just described a bunch of chain of custody stuff, you know, I, I've harped on that a lot. There's a lot of that. But the mail-in voting stuff, like, what the hell is with that? Like, you just show up, and, you, you know, a random person, like, we're not allowed to really challenge these people, and they walk in. You can bring as many fucking ballots you want in. Like, there's laws. Like, there are laws about, you know, you have to be um family member or, like, live in the place, like, a caretaker or, like, live with these people, like, roommates or some shit. But you're not. There's no way to really catch that or filter it out. Well, there's um, no investigatory or enforcement <clears throat> mechanism, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, there's 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 no there's no real no real teeth to it. There's no way to really. It's very very difficult to get caught at that because I mean you can't challenge these people. Right. So I think we both agreed we had many issues with two thousand mules, but the the uh, the the grander context of it. People not trusting elections. People not trusting the processes. People not trusting uh, that, that, that the promises given were kept. And the ultimate skepticism. And then changing electoral rules. Changing these things. Uh, while there might be you know, issues with, with perhaps the grander claims, as it were, there, were, there are many concerns, many issues, and frankly, uh, uh, bigger uh, moral arguments and people's belief in the system that that the film does capture and that do need to be answered, and that that we saw to, that we saw still were not answered in Maricopa, even though they essentially had two years to prepare for it, and they didn't have 
uh, ability to respond and to, to make sure it didn't turn into a shit show again. Yeah, you know, um, and part of this, it comes back to, uh, you know, just to touch back on that, the 2,000 Mules, like, we, we watched that um, the other day, and I've been meaning to, um, and yeah, you know, I had, I had mixed feelings about that. I think it, I think it touched on some important topics. I, I, I thought that it started off actually surprisingly weak. I mean, I'm not going to turn this into a 2,000 Mules debate. Um, he had some good points, and I think he, he raised a lot of things that people... Um, topics that should be investigated more. I think he didn't... He could have done more work, I think, really kind of discussing some of the issues with the mules. There were there were some some questions I had I wish he'd harped on more. Um, but he did do a really good point of bringing out, like, hey, you know, the chain of custody here basically sucks. And that's that's something that he did, in my opinion, like, I, I've seen it personally, um, you know with like it's it's absurd you know like he he harped on that he did a good job illustrating that um you know and i see this every day when we're working the elections it's like these boxes have special seals like part of the thing is like the drop box has seals on it and when we break those seals like we have to keep these things and we have to put them there's a special log for that and they're all have serial numbers okay that's what they do when you and and the transports the couriers that come and get the drop boxes there's some at least one person from each party. All right. Okay, and that's the thing. It's like there's this super, super strict procedure for doing all this shit. As soon as it enter, as soon as a ballot enters the drop box, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty secure. Yeah. Additionally, Arizona actually had volunteer groups uh, showing up, and you saw this yourself. You saw mm -hmm. uh, dudes larping and plate carriers. I don't know if they were carrying firearms openly or concealed or whatever, yeah. but watching these things to 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 ensure something or other but you know again one of the one of the things that you know 2000 mules itself admits was was a, a downfall and shortcoming of their investigation which is why they mm -hmm. tried to pull together multiple sources is they said that they were unable to have camera footage of every box and all that mm -hmm. but also there's no sort of voter identification the, the, of who's dropping yeah, yeah. the ballots that's what i'm saying it's like and that's the point it's like there there's a a very strict very secure procedure once the ballot hits the drop box. Mm -hmm. But the point at which the ballot gets mailed out and when it's out there in the world, there's nothing. Nothing securing. There's no there's no like, you know, and this was something I haven't seen this issue here, but when I you know, in California, like it's not like I, I every time we had an election there, I'd open my, my post office box and fucking ballots would fall out from people that hadn't lived there in years. You know, like that sort of shit is ridiculous. And I don't think it's that bad here because I haven't had that issue. But nonetheless, you know, if it, it's a little ridiculous because, you know, there, there's no real security from the point these ballots get mailed out to when they get returned. As soon as they drop through the, through the slot in the box, then it's great. But up until that point fuck if i know it could be anybody right and so so the of course the the funny thing is when you go into a ballot when you go into a ballot center when you go into a voting center to actually get vote 
they are incredibly strict about the ballot. But to receive a ballot, you must show an ID. They must confirm everything mm -hmm. before they will hand you a ballot. Then, if you say that you have a spoiled ballot or whatever, they will do nothing. You can do nothing. You can walk out there with ballot. You will be can you know basically you can't cast a new ballot then and all that. To get another ballot, you must give them old ballots. And no matter how much stuff is filled out, they don't really, you know you know I don't want to reveal my voting ballots. Don't care. Give me ballot or you will get no new ballot. So they're very very secure with with custody of ballots when you're yeah, in the I balloting mean, center. But when you if you vote by mail, oh who cares about this ballot? The special paper, the special printing, all the stuff. Oh well, it's in mail. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's uh, in my opinion, it's just it's a little ridiculous because it's it's, a, it's out of step with every other part of the process. Um, yeah, you know, and that's one of the things is, you know, uh, it, you know, and I think that's a misunderstanding of a lot of the ballot harvesting stuff too. Is, you know, it, it is something that even if you don't have a slam dunk proof of that sort of thing, you know, um. I think the issue with, and this is something I've discussed before, elections are like they're this they're a critical process, and any any time you have like a critical process, where um, like like for example I've used before is like commercial airliner parts or like nuclear power stuff, you don't operate by a null hypothesis. A null hypothesis is the sort of thing where you're saying. The presumption is there is no difference between two different things, and you have to prove otherwise. I don't, I don't like you know that sort of the thing is like if you, you can't just buy a part and slap it on a commercial airliner. Like if you buy a, if, if any sort of air, any sort of airplane, every part that they do goes on an airplane is all serial numbered. There's certificates. There's like a chain of custody in it, and if any point that chain of custody is broken. The part is is considered invalid. You can't use it because it's not it's no longer certified. And I think that elections, because they're the way that we, you know, determine who gets power and transfer power, it has to be. So it's something of extreme value. Well, let's be very clear. What is balloting? What is voting? It is a standing for armed combat to say that I will rule over you or my man will rule over you. It is a way of us getting rid of violence and saying we're going to determine this by guns, by swords, by knife, by stick, by stone. It is a way of saying we have peaceful way of transferring power, which is not to get all uh, you know uh, ridiculous sort of Fox News on Fourth of July boomerdom. But the peaceful transfer of power and the sort of significance and the, the sort of very robust way America has done it is more or less unprecedented in most written history about how successful we've been about transferring power and using this, using this voting mechanism to have people agree to legitimacy and to, again, substitute violence instead with nonviolence, with a nonviolent way of settling these disputes. And it's incredibly successful on a historical timeline compared to compared to other systems. It's been it's been very, very successful. And it's a historical anomaly, honestly. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I, I think that this is the situation where um I, I can't really say it better than you just said it. I mean this is how we determine who gets power. This is how we use it as a proxy for it's not 
it's sort of a proxy for political conflict, but it's also a way to short circuit it because we don't have to have duels in the street anymore. Like there's no meetup at the five points and have a big throwdown with the dead rabbit gang and whoever wins gets control of the five points. There's not shit like that. We just vote. Right. Well, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it's not, it's not that abstract. During the electoral protests, during the balloting protest, during the 2020 protests in Maricopa, people showed up with AR-15s on back. And yes, this is part of because it's, it's totemic sort of masturbatory fantasies of, well, you know, to make a point in the right wing, always bring a rifle to things. If you have a right wing, t- if you have a, uh, a right wing uh, social occasion of any sort, if it's, if it's supposed to be tea with a queen, then a rifle should be there too. There's an aspect of this where it's, where it's just rifles with everything, I suppose. And I say this, you know, not not against the rifles at all. You go, M76 is wonderful rifle, and I will I will shill for it even from dead Yugoslavia because my Tech Pro Tito is coming out, as, as, as you know, Josip uh, Bros Tito. But that's irrelevant. Point is simply, at the, at the protests in 2020 at the Maricopa Election Center, people brought rifles, and yes, part of it was a totemic thing, but it also... It served as a reminder of, if we don't get this resolved, if we don't feel this is comfortable, if we don't make this uh, transfer of power peaceful and maintain the sort of American tradition of transferring it, we do have alternative ways of determining who is in power. And I am bringing my voting machine on my back. That's a good way to put it. You know, um, with that, I think that was a pretty good discussion of Maricopa and political power and you wrapped it up pretty well with uh, a summation of uh, you know the political process as a uh, way to short circuit uh, conflict or you know sort of the con you know what is it uh well yeah politics is is war by other means you know is I guess what you're saying so with that I'm gonna wrap it up and I hope this was insightful for y'all some uh i managed to wind up in them with lots of different historical events and one of them was i was in the middle of the maricopa shit show in 2022 so i got to see that and share my observations um i've got some more interviews with uh some republican attorneys who have been reaching out to me so i've got to chat with them in the next couple of days and thanks for tuning in everyone i'm your host aaron smith yes, and it's tech bro tito joining me again have a great one